householders. Furniture is our passion. Winter and all of its uncertainty is here, and that means it's time to prepare for what's ahead. Have your shovels, snowblowers, and windshield scrapers ready as you never know when the next Wyoming storm will hit. This is Colton Bates with the best real estate team, and like our weather, the real estate market is always changing, so why not be prepared for its seasons as well? Now is the time to build your team of pros, your checklist of wants and needs, and more, so you can be ready for anything that comes your way. As a potential buyer or seller, let us at best help you prepare for both the storms and the sunshine. For help in every season, call me Colton at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Proudly brokered by EXP. Hey, it's the rookie, Andrew Boynt, with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. She rolled the dice. Can- 15 points. That was a good week. Yeah. Can dice dice, baby. Can <laughs> dice. That's, That's right. why you're ice. You had ice in your veins on that one. That's you're right. picking the pack. And they looked good. They did look good. They did look good. <laughs> Okay. It looked really good. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank that you. Was, that was a that was a pretty outstanding pick there. I hate Green Bay, by the way. As a Vikings fan, <laughs> the fact that they get another quarterback, just the third in a row that they've had for the last three years. He, he looks like he should be playing for the uh, Sheridan Junior High team. Hey, it's Desperado Dave with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Road and Travel presented by Novus Glass. Cold weather and glass chips don't mix. Stop at Novus Glass of Sheridan at 1034 Broadway Street to fix that chip. I-90 is open south to Buffalo. It is slick. Drive with extreme caution, but I-90 south is open. U.S. 14 between Sheridan and Ucross and on to Gillette. U.S. 14 is open both lanes to all traffic. Again, it is slick. Drive with caution. I-90 Buffalo to Gillette and on to Sundance. It is slick with some blowing and drifting snow and some reduced visibility. I-25, Buffalo south to KC and on to Casper is slick with black ice. U.S. 14, Dayton to Burgess Junction and U.S. 16, Powder River Pass are slick with strong winds and some possible limited visibility. Drive with extreme caution. Again, I-90 south to Buffalo is open and U.S. 14 between Sheridan and U-Cross and on to Gillette is open as well. I-90 Sheridan North is open slick with drifted snow and some strong winds. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am stuck in Buffalo this morning. If you have to drive anywhere today, please use caution. Take your time and remember, do not crowd any plows that are out there trying to clear the road. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan County Commissioners Tom Ringley and Lonnie Wright. They are there in the studio. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, commissioners, in your memory, uh, has there ever been such an odd weather pattern in northern Wyoming? Uh, Last year, we had huge snowfalls. I do believe some were even record-setting. And then this year, it seems pretty dry. Do you remember anything being like that uh, in previous years? 
I think there's probably been some years like that. Don't don't ask me for a year, but uh, I think we've had s- not snowless, but minimum snow before. Yeah, Floyd, I've only been around this part of the country for 35 years, and I don't really remember any anything even close to yeah. the difference between last year and, well, up until this last week, we had pretty much really nice fall weather all through Christmas, you know. So it was uh, it was pretty unusual in my book. It is, but yeah. we, 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 we need to wait till winter's over. Because, <laughs> you know, Sheridan has had blizzard and snowstorms in June before. <laughs> yeah, so right. let's, let's not get too... Uh, too confident here. Never <laughs> yeah, know, that, that never is know what could true. happen. Right. Yeah, that could blow in at any time here in Wyoming. I I can remember at one point uh, watching fireworks during uh, during some snow, and I can't remember <laughs> how old I was, but I was very very young, <laughs> and that was over on the western side of Wyoming. Commissioner Wright, are those in the agricultural field feel? What are they feeling? about this weather is there any concerns at all as of yet well i mean there's always concerns in the ag world um (laughs) i saw an interesting post online the other day about a a sheridan rancher who was warning people to uh put straw down for their bowls so their testicles did not freeze against the ground (laughs) and he and he also warned warned uh people who were thinking about moving into this part of the country it gets so cold you can freeze your you know what off so right anyway so there's always concerns um if it's not with livestock uh growers and producers it's with people who grow hay and and you know anything that gets irrigated so there is a little concern like tom said though it's early there's a lot of opportunity for snowfall uh in the spring which we really get most of our good moisture that really makes a difference in you know later in the later in the winter so i'm not concerned about that yet but it you know there's always there's always something freezing water yeah you know you're not not enough hay or you're going through your hay too fast when it when it does go but when the weather does go bad you start burning through your hay and so yeah there's there's always there's always something on the horizon to worry about. Well, if you compare it to last year, which is brutal for ranchers, uh, you know, big calf crop losses mm-hmm. and whatever, it kind of went on forever. So this year it's just the opposites. So, so far they've just been having to cope with the cold, but I think everybody's, you know, there's no shortage of hay and no, feed. Not yet. So, you know, I think uh, it's, it's pretty pretty mild deal so far for ranchers other than, other than the cold. Yeah. Yeah, as I, I kind of look at the situation, I I'm, I'm agree with you uh, on the, you know, plenty of food right now. Um, we had a good good growing year last year. We had a lot of moisture. Um, and, again, my number one concern is, is really water. Uh, are we going to end up having enough? I don't want this to end up turning into a drought year. And when it comes to fire... That's something else that I I think about um, because of the vast amount of fuels that grew last year. They're laying on the ground now, and I'm hoping that we're not riding into a dry year. 
and that's a dry summer with all of that laying around. Uh, that's I, really that's my only concern. But uh, I'm glad that you pointed out. Uh, you know, in the spring, we usually get a lot of moisture, uh, kind of dumping on us in those spring snowstorms. Uh, something everybody knows uh, very well out there how wet it can get. So I'm hoping, uh, fingers are crossed for that one. Now uh, I've been asking people a series of questions as we go into the new year. Uh, one question that I've got for you, and this can be anything from old shirts to negative attitudes. But uh, and I'll start with you, Commissioner Wright. What is the one thing you think you should throw out this year? You're talking about like a, a New Year's resolution. Well, it's it's not really so much a resolution as something that uh, it just gives you a moment to take a thought uh, and 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 look at the way that you want to approach the new year. Uh, I guess you could call that a resolution, but uh, most of the time it's you know uh, something old that we've kept uh, that we really don't need. Uh, I've said this more than once i've got totes and totes of old military uniforms i know i don't need those right but for some reason i'm compelled to keep those in the old storage unit yeah i can relate to some of that i i uh and the product of uh like most people my age i suppose of uh depression era grandparents who never threw anything away um in fact i can remember my grandmother washing dishes in a dishpan and then taking the water out to water her flowers instead of pouring it down the drain she would water the flowers with it so um i'm a product of that so i have um heard of a system like i don't know i have a lot of a lot of shirts and a lot of clothes that over the years i've gathered and i seem to seem to kind of wear the same thing over and over again <laughs> and i've heard of this system if you kind of move everything off to the side and as you as you go through the year you separate the stuff you wear from the stuff you don't wear then after a few months or maybe a year all that stuff that hasn't been touched for all that time could go to like the salvation army or some other charity like that the red door or something you know so that's one thing i would like to do but i haven't done it yet you know, that's something that uh, actually my wife just did that. She went in. We have a, a small walk-in closet, and that is pretty much where she spent her Saturday doing that exact <laughs> same thing, yeah. getting that cleaned out. Uh, you know, maybe this year will finally be the year that I either do something with or get rid of those uniforms. Commissioner Ringley, what about you? Well, it's really hard to get rid of your most treasured possessions, even, <laughs> even if it is old uniforms and whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm not too worried about throwing stuff out. You know, eventually the day will come when we have to deal with all our stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to wait till that day comes. I think. <laughs> just going to hold off until it's an my, absolute stick, necessity. Stick my head in the sand and just press on with pride. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now. Uh, Let's let's jump into some questions about the commission itself. Uh, we're looking at an election year, and so let's start fresh. A real quick question. 
something that we can say is not complicated but has a lot to it. What is the primary function of the commission? Um, I, I just put it in one word, uh, services, okay? County, county commission is a service organization. That's all we do is support citizens of Sheridan County. You know, that, that, that's what we do, you know, hospitals, fairgrounds, um, all the stuff in the courthouse that people need, you know, driver's license, the clerk, assessor, treasurer, those are all services for the people, some of them mandated by the state, but we do that for the state. So that, that's the one word that I always try and keep in mind when you're dealing with anything is are we providing the right kind of services to the people? That's it, pure and mm -hmm. simple for me. Yeah, and I would echo, I would echo oh, the same yeah, go thing. Ahead. Yeah, um, Tom hit it, hit the nail right on the head, and and uh, drove it clear through the board. It's it's a, you know, we're we're providing a service. We we um, uh, make sure that the different entities have the things they need to provide service to the public. So, you know, the library, the the hospital, the fairgrounds, the um, all the offices at the courthouse, like Tom said, the sheriff's office, um, all those entities um, need funding, and we make sure they have the things they need. So, How long does the commissioner hold their seat? Um, four years, four-year terms. It used to be Why did you? It, it, oh, go ahead. It, 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 it used to be two when things first started out in the 1800s, but it, I think mm -hmm. it's about 1940. The late 30s or early 40s, they changed it to a two-year, I'm mean, sorry, a, a four-year term, and so that's what we currently have. Commissioner Ringley, why did you choose to get involved in the commission when you, when you did? Um, it was in uh, 2000. Eight and two years before that, the people had voted to increase the county commission from three to five members. And um, in 2008, I was at a rodeo lunch and I was on a rodeo board. And one of my friends, we were talking about, you know, the two new seats. And one of my friends said, "Well, you are going to run, aren't you?" And I, I kind of thought, well, uh, don't know, let me think about this. But anyway, that kind of started the idea uh, to run for county commissioners because there were there two new seats. So uh, it wasn't, I didn't think about it for years. It just kind of got one of my good friends egged me on, and I'm glad he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they had added two seats to the existing commission at the time. Right, correct. So 2009, we started out with... Five commissioners instead of three. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I, I didn't realize that there were only three commissioners up to that point. Oh, but yeah. I guess if we look at Johnson County, it's still that way over here. Isn't that's it? that's right. Yep. Only three commissioners. It is now. I, uh, I forget how many commissions in the state are still at three, but there are a number. But uh, there's still some like that. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Wright, how about you? 
was it kind of the same thing? Did somebody say, hey, you need to do this and give you a little push out the door? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had, I had, uh, I had a little bit of that, but my, my, uh, volunteer background had changed. I, I was a firefighter for north of 20 years with Bighorn Fire and, um, was getting a little, uh, too old and too grumpy to get up in the <laughs> middle of the night to go on a fire call. So, <laughs> so I had resigned from the department and had some time and and uh i knew there was a seat coming open um i talked to some of the fellow commissioners about it and started going to the meetings and it really intrigued me and so i went ahead and ran so yep now another question would be you know and this is something that i've heard from individuals who uh just want a seat whether that be on the council commission they sit there for a little while, they, they go to a couple meetings, and maybe after about six months, all of a sudden, they, they start with a, a, wow, I did not know this. Now, what did you learn about being a member of the con- commission that you did not know before being elected to the seat? I'll start with you, uh, Commissioner Ringley. Well, I, 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 I did a lot of homework before I even started out. I went up to the commission office and uh, I talked to some of the commissioners that were then you know seated and I got all the budget books I just did a lot of homework took stuff home and just you know found out the lay of the land so you know and I I just did a lot of talking and I went I went to meetings you know for months before uh, uh, I was elected so I had a pretty good idea of what was involved and I, I can't say there was any one thing that came up that really was a wow factor other than uh possibly on land use issues uh particularly quarries you know just how passionate people are about their private property i mean i knew that but it was brought home to me that you know when you start messing around with people's private property you better you better have your act together and better have the right attitude about it and uh Try and do what's right for everybody. It doesn't always work out that way, but uh, but uh, th- there's a lot of passion when somebody wants to do something in your backyard. So before mm-hmm. before oh, you deny something or approve something, you better you know you better give it a lot of thought. And you'll never be a hundred percent right. Somebody's always unhappy, but uh, mm-hmm. that kind of was brought home to me how important that is and how you need to really be thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, and consider consider everybody uh, in every decision. Um, Commissioner Wright, what about you? Uh, a couple things. Um, a lot of the same things Tom talked about, but one thing that really, and I already knew this previous life experience, but no matter how much of a benefit or how much of um, either financially or just, convenience or whatever the benefit is change is hard (laughs) if you try to if you try to do something a little different from the way it's been done man you better have your ducks in a row and be able to sell it 12 ways to sunday and um yeah so that's one thing the other thing is i've had a couple um i'd call them old timers pull me aside after i was elected and say you know the county commission is really one of the most powerful 
positions in the state, you have more say and more effect and more, I guess, I don't know if power is the right word, but you have more of a say and more of an effect over people than the red legislators, the senators or the representatives, and in some ways even the governor because you're right there with the people directly face-to-face a lot of times. And so I kind of took that to heart and and uh, really, really careful with uh, really careful with change for sure, but other things as well. So, yeah. Uh, just a real quick last question before I take a break, uh, Commissioner Ringley. If someone was thinking on running for the commission, what is one thing that you would tell them uh, to learn before becoming a commissioner? There's a really good um, book that's published by the uh, Wyoming County Commissioners Association. It's County, County Commissioner's Guide. Um, <clears throat> it's online, I believe, as well. If anybody that wants to run, if they read through that, you know, they'll have a pretty good idea of what a county commissioner has to do. And they'll also become amazed at the scope of things that you have to do in it might make you feel really educated or it might make you reconsider whether or not you really want to do this. <laughs> but the county yeah. commissioner's handbook is an excellent source for anybody that's thinking about running for county commissioner. That's the one thing I would go to. And several people in the past that have, that have run for county commissioner, maybe even Lonnie Wright, I think. Did I give you a county commissioner's I, handbook? Yeah, I got one beforehand for sure. Right. Yep. So that's what I would recommend. I think that's an excellent recommendation. Commissioner Wright, do you have anything to add to that? Um, well, I would, I would totally support that idea that Tom brought up, but also I would come to some meetings and Absolutely. sit and listen and um, see firsthand what goes on and how it works mm-hmm. and uh, get some experience that way. So, yeah. yeah that, and I think by... That's invaluable going to going to the actual meetings and finding out how it works. Absolutely. Not only, not only to watch the process itself, but to see what the commission is currently dealing with uh, on a regular basis. Yep. That way you're up to date on the issues that the board is facing now. And on that, I've got to take a quick commercial break. We will have more with the Sheridan County Commission right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 9.30 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. 
Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Once again, the Wild Theater's Classic Western Film Festival takes you back to the days when you never punched a man who was chewing tobacco. Every Sunday in January, the Wild will feature an iconic Western film introduced by a local luminary. This Sunday, renowned stage actor, politician, and voice coach Aaron Linden will host Yellow Sky, starring Gregory Peck. Yellow Sky, tapped as the thinking person's Western, takes place in a ghost town with a gold mine, where the bandits are duped into digging for the gold by an old prospector and his daughter. Loyalties are tested. Gunsmoke ensues in the town of Yellow Sky. Join us this Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wild Theater for a classic Western matinee on the big screen the way they were intended to be seen. Sponsored by Jeff Ware and Carmel Timmons, Tracy and Elizabeth Swanson, Isley Family Foundation, Kathy McNichol, Christine Gemp Love Foundation, True Built Builders, Stephanie's Purpose, Gene and Vicki Sterling, Jim and Angie Navarro, and O.W. Land and Cattle Company. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Sheridan County Sportsman's Association Gun Club is hosting an NRA basic pistol class. This class meets the requirements for a Wyoming concealed carry permit. January 20th, 22 caliber pistols and ammunition will be provided or bring your own. Register at NRA Courses website or call or text Sheila at 307-752-5331. That's 307-752-5331. Fox Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Fox Sports. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm stuck over here in Buffalo, but uh, we managed to get the show done thanks to the advancements of technology. I'm speaking with Sheridan County Commissioners Lonnie Wright and Tom Ringley. In the first part of the show, we kind of explored what the commission is for. What's their mission? What's their true purpose to the citizens and residents of Sheridan County? Also, what should you know and really consider before deciding, I want one of those seats? If you're interested in checking that out, this show will be up on SheridanMedia.com in its entirety later today. Now, commissioners, going into the new year, what are you looking forward to working on most in the 2024 year uh, as uh, I stare outside right now? And there's not a whole lot of work probably going on. Uh, I'll start with you, Commissioner Wright. Oh, dear. Um, what do I, what am I looking forward to working on most? Uh, Might not be what you look forward to. It's what you have to do. It's what you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And that, and that, and that would be the next big thing that's going to 
take a lot of time over the next three or four months is the budget. Is the budget for sure, yeah. Yeah, it's not really what we want to work on, but it's what we have to work on. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a, yeah, it's like Tom said, it's a, it's probably the most important thing that we sit through and argue about and wrestle over. And, uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a big part of what we do to, to keep, like I said before, keep things funded that, that uh, the citizens uh, depend on. So, yep. Commissioner Ringley, uh, you and I have spoken about the budget quite a bit in the past. Uh, there's processes in place that make this a, a pretty easy, pro- well, maybe easy is the wrong word, uh, uh, a less painful process. We'll say that. Uh, the department heads are really good about getting everything uh, compiled that they need from the commission. Um can you kind of walk us through how a budget is prepared even before it hits your desk? Right. Well, the, the, the first thing that happens is that the, uh, all the elected officials, department heads will receive a last year's budget, right? And say, okay, what do, you, what do you want this year? What are the changes? What are your requirements? So there's a long process of compiling all that information from every department head and elected official. And then we'll go through a series of uh, one-on-ones, commission meeting with each one of those folks to go over their needs and requests and wants and whatever. And we'll do that with every one of them. And then uh, in, in the end, final analysis, uh, we come up with a, uh, a budget. And uh, usually it's pretty painless because as we said before they're they're all very good about not asking for the world or not being frivolous but uh, giving us a good account of how they spend their money mm-hmm. so we have a lot of faith in what they tell us but in the end uh, we'll get a final budget that we'll have to approve after we've gone through all these conversations and uh, workshops and it's uh, it's a methodical process but it's predictable um, the numbers aren't predictable but the process is so that you know, that's how it happens, and then in July we uh, we pass the final budget. And now, when it comes to sitting down, looking at line items, and kind of exploring just exactly where the funds should go, the majority or the lion's share, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, goes to the sheriff's department and the detention center. Correct. That's right. Yes, sir. And and. As you're looking at, the, at, at this budget, it, has there, in your memory, been anything that really surprised you uh, in, the, in, say, the last three years? Has there been an increase anywhere that took you by surprise? Uh, no, because uh, uh, I can't remember any requests that took me by surprise, um, but... You know, there's, there's really, you talk about detention in the sheriff's office. That's really a, a tough gig, you know, running the jail. Mm-hmm. Costs about, I don't know, $3 million a year. Uh, I think I think we're a little over $5 million for the whole law enforcement thing. And uh, it's just such a tough, tough deal, to, you know, to keep people in the detention center. It's a hard job. 
you know, recruiting deputies is getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we rely on them, and so we want to support them as, as much as we can. And even though, you know, costs keep going up, uh, we know that they're not frivolous costs. And so we do the best we can to, to keep it in line. But uh, in, in the end, we, we really need to support those folks. Yep. Now, when it comes to revenue streams, have uh, have you taken a peek or, or seen uh, any increase in revenue over the past couple, or at least let's just go the last year? Well, uh, l- last year was a difficult, uh, strange, because we had all this ARPA money coming in. You know, I think about $6 million. That's a American Rescue Plan associated with COVID. Mm-hmm. So that made our budget look like, you know, it went from like $15 million to like 21 or 2 or 3 something like that. But that's kind of a false picture because the ARPA money was – it's not used to operate the county. It was used for a lot of other things, mm-hmm. uh, and consider, even in including the hospital. So, you know, my focus is always on what does it take to operate the county government to provide the services. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think this year, you know, our revenue projections will probably be stable a little bit. You know, ta- taxes, uh, st- income is still up a little bit, but I don't see any major change this year um from what i can see right now this past year uh, oh go ahead sir please uh, i was just going to add the back to the detention the thing that i'm always i mean i see it every month so i um i'm always amazed at how much it cost to mm-hmm. feed and also for health care it's astonishing for the jail. For the jail, for, right. for the detention side. It's really amazing what it costs for those folks to be fed and to, for, you know, health care. So, but yeah, that's part of what we got to do, so. Now, Commissioner Ringley actually pointed out, like, even though, you know, costs increase, we need to continue uh, to support our detention center and our sheriff's office, which I agree 110%. Has there been a dramatic increase in those costs, say, over the last three years? You know, a lot of people listen to the news. They're always talking about inflation and, and a bad economy and things like that, which makes me wonder, did increases in the cost to uh, operate those two organizations increase so much that it, you were aghast? No, I think, uh, you know, Lonnie talked about feeding the prisoners, right? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. we do, you know, that, that costs about $5,000 a week, I think. And, wow. And, and we've had a contract uh, with the same company, and it's, that's in, that there have been some increases over the years, but I don't think there were dramatic increases, but they were increases. In the healthcare, of course, that's... Uh, that has increased a little bit, so but I wouldn't call them dramatic, but they they get your attention and mm-hmm. you have to deal with it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, as you look back over your shoulder to the 2023 year, a lot of great construction projects actually ended up taking place throughout the county. Uh, out of everything that we have done in the last year, 
what would you say you're most proud of the commission accomplishing uh, in getting finished up? Uh, Commissioner Wright, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I I would say I am I love I love old things like old buildings and things. So we we finally had the opportunity to do some re- restorative work to the outside of the courthouse and also the historic jail. So um, those buildings um, were in some really really need of some tuck pointing and some specialized uh, stonework that stonework that needed to be uh, uh, brought up to date and 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 restored so um, that was a project I think had been in the works long before I was a commissioner and we finally got a chance to do it before the you know the whole fascia of the stonework fell off the building so that was that would be my um, best project mm-hmm. for 23 I think Commissioner Ringley well I would I would go along with that one of the one of the statutory duties of a commission is to keep up the buildings uh, mm-hmm. and so this is long overdue and uh, we, we got it done and I'm really happy about that um, of course it never stops because even though we've done the exterior of the old jail uh, we still have to do the interior yes which has got a preliminary really high price tag, which we haven't addressed yet because we don't have the final report. But uh, it's on our radar to try and figure out a way to get that done in the next few years. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that that's a nice big project you can talk about. But uh, I always have in mind this, this stuff that's not a new project, but we keep going, and that's road and bridge, you know, mm-hmm. county roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, huge effort every year. So uh, those those two things kind of stick out in my mind of uh, mm-hmm. what we've been able to accomplish this past year. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I know we had a, a lot of potholes in the city last year. Uh, I'm sure it was no different out there on the county roads, uh, those that are paved. But on the ones that are not paved, you always got to go out there and make sure that that washboard <laughs> is taken care of right. uh, yep. and that's a that's a ugly thing every spring <laughs> on that i'm going to take a quick commercial break we will continue with the sheriff county commissioners when we return this is public pulse on 9:30 kroe at 103.9 fm sheridan A new year means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank and Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is the captain with Captain Clean. Have your dryer vents been cleaned recently? As a leading cause of home fires, Captain Clean recommends dryer vent cleaning every six months. Our specialized equipment allows us to reach every inch of your dryer vent to ensure peace of mind. Call Captain Clean today at 672-0726 and sign up for our fire protection plan where we pre-schedule the dryer vent cleanings for you so you never forget. Call Captain Clean, affordable choices for healthy living. 
Slick roads are here, so let's get some new tires on your vehicle from Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. With the recent weather, you probably figured out your vehicle might need some new tires. Get it down and let the service professionals at Waring Chevrolet take a look. They carry all the brand names and tires. If you provide them with a better price at the time of purchase, they'll match it. You don't have to wait for a tire sale. They have the best prices guaranteed every day. Let's get you safely down the road. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, waringsheridan.com. The Wild Performing Arts and Education Center presents the National Theater's production of The Crucible, Thursday, February 1st at 6 p.m. A witch hunt is beginning when a group of young Salem women raised to be seen and not heard suddenly find their words have an almighty power. Watch as a climate of fear, vendetta, and accusation spreads throughout the community, making no one safe from trial. Get tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. They say you never know which direction a pickle's going to squirt. And that's just like the gamble you take heading out somewhere on your 4 side-by-side, or snowmobile without it being serviced, tuned up, or repaired. Otherwise, you're just taking the chance of that machine not getting you back home again. Let Hando Service Center keep you from spending the night hiking out to where you actually have cell service. Yeah, you may not need them today, but one day you will. So remember, Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. If you're an avid listener to the Lutheran Hour on KWYO Sunday mornings, please be advised that as of this Sunday, January 21st, the Lutheran Hour will move one hour back to 7 a.m. We appreciate all of the listeners to this program. And if you haven't heard it, we invite you to listen Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. The Lutheran Hour, presented by Emmanuel Lutheran Church on KWYO, now at 7 a.m. Sunday mornings. morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting and this morning, even though I'm stuck in Buffalo, Sheridan County Commissioners Lonnie Wright and Tom Ringley have been kind enough to come into the studio and speak with us about issues facing Sheridan County today. Uh, Now, Commissioners, we've got a financial uh, and compliance audit being conducted on the county. Can you uh, just quickly explain to us what is uh, this audit, and, and what is it concerning? Uh, it concerns everything. Uh, they come in and, uh, you know, they go, <clears throat> they go through all the departments <clears throat> looking for compliance. It's, it's all-encompassing, terribly complicated. I couldn't begin to tell you all the things that they consider, um, but it's required annually. I think it's being held up, Lonnie, isn't it this year because it, of the shortage of auditors in this state? Exactly. Yeah. There's apparently there's two companies in the whole state that are qualified to do it, and they are so backed up with other audits, I would assume, or maybe lack of personnel. I don't know which it is, or maybe both. But uh, I think our audit was actually due at the end of the year, and because of the backup, you know, it's not. It's not on us that they're delayed. It's it's on the auditor themselves. So that's what I'm hearing anyway. Now, um, is it law or required in any policy anywhere that these audits be conducted by a third party? Or are these individuals, these companies, contracted 
by the state or the IRS? Who is ultimately the one in charge of this? Well, uh, you know, we're required to have an audit by statute, first of all. We pay for it. We pay for it. state doesn't pay for it. But uh, the auditors provides direction to the auditors, if you get my drift. So it's kind of a concerted effort. Okay, so really this is the county commission performing an audit on the county itself, in a way. Well, no, uh, we don't perform the audit. We pay for the audit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and so basically what I'm getting is we're required by statute to perform an audit mm-hmm. and then hand that over to the state. Uh, um. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't. I don't quite get your drift there, Floyd. Um, basically, I'm just wondering. Uh, is I mean, I know this is mandated right. uh, through through statute, right? But we complete or we hire someone to come in and complete it. Correct. They're not being sent by anyone else. Uh, no, we we have a con we have the contract. Um, okay. And there's only like Lonnie said, like two companies that do it in the state. So we we have to get in line. This is the first year, as I recall, mm-hmm. we've ever been late uh, with the audit results. So mm-hmm. that's us, us and a whole bunch of other counties, apparently. So and and they're basically just telling you, hey, we're short on auditors on people who are authorized to do this kind of service. Right. So it will happen. Wow. It will happen eventually, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the first part, uh, let's see. I'm going to skip that question. I'm going to go right to this one. Sheridan County's commissioners have recently approved a resolution to increase the area of the Sheridan Area Rural Fire District can you tell me why this has been done, Commissioner Wright? Well, the um, property or the area that we're talking about was not in a fire district. Um, that that is um, not as common as it used to be. When I was when I was um, uh, first um, an officer with the Bighorn Fire District, that was one of my duties was to go around to the property owners and try to convince them that they needed to be in the fire district. And there was a lot of pushback because the fire district gets three mils of tax base and they didn't want their taxes to go up. But as I talked to them and explained to them that if a fire started on their property and went across their boundary, they could be responsible for a big, big end of a huge uh, bill for fire suppression. So the, wow. the few dollars of extra tax all of a sudden didn't seem like such a bad deal <laughs> <laughs> compared to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for fire suppression if a fire got away that was caused on their property. So, um, yeah, so this this property was not in a fire district and it is adjacent to other properties that are in the, uh, we call it Goose Valley Fire District. So, that's that's the story with that. This is this is just one case, but I, it was several years ago. We went through a big expansion, right? I mean, yes. we, we were you know 
we were dealing with a lot of people, so uh, that was kind of a big push to do that. And now it's it's kind of rare when somebody suddenly realizes they're not in a fire district. Yeah, like yeah. somebody could go buy a buy a property, right, and uh, and then suddenly find out, holy mackerel, I'm not in the fire district. Yeah, kind yeah, of deal. And I don't really know how it was allowed to happen in the first place. You would think that once the boundaries were drawn for a district, that all those properties within that boundary would be automatically in that and and the, and the property would be covered. But for some reason, back in the day, you know, back in the early, early days of all the districts, I think Bighorn started in 1952. So back in the day, they... they uh, did not include that, so. Yeah, they, it, that is kind of a surprise. It seems like it would be, you know, one of the boxes that needs to be checked as we go down yep. uh, the list of things to do to add uh, to the boundary. Now, I don't have a whole lot of time left, but as the Wyoming legislature is gearing up for the big budget session, is there anything that you will be watching? I'll start with you, Commissioner Ringley. Well, like everybody else will be watching what happens with the property taxes. You know, yeah. that's the elephant in the room this year. Um, I mean, it was last year too, but uh, now it's going to come into this year. But so everybody's going to be watching that. That's the big, the big deal for this legislative session, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Wright. Oh, I agree. It's, it's, uh, there is not a more important issue that I can think of uh that they will be looking at and i mean they can push all that other stuff to the side and just work on that as far as i'm concerned but um i'm sure that won't happen but that's that's the most important thing in my mind is property tax uh, relief and reworking however they do it yeah the whole system's basically got to kind of be re Re-examined, doesn't it? Um, I think so. I've learned a lot about property taxes over the course of the last two years, and uh, it's it's something that really needs to be addressed. But it needs to be addressed constitutionally, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the process that much longer. Um, I'm running out of time. Just real quick, uh, do you think that direct distribution will be looked at this year? Yes or no? The what? Direct distribution will be looked at this year, yes or no? Uh, probably. It's looked at every time, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it will be looked at, for sure. Yes, it will be looked at, and hopefully it will be supported. Yes, that it'll stay right where it's at. <laughs> uh, I think that'll help uh, benefit everybody throughout uh, all the counties in the state of Wyoming. Gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming in this morning. It is always a pleasure having you on the show. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Uh, but uh, we'll get that cardboard cutout of me installed. That way, uh, at least you got something to throw something at. Okay. We'll bring our darts <laughs> next time. Thanks, Floyd. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. All right. You've been listening Thanks. to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Have you ever wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. 
bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Happy New Year. Yeah, new Year, new me. New Year, but same team at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Did you know that our average employee tenure is 10 years? There's been a lot of changes in town. What you can count on with us are the same faces that live and work in our community. Well, who's worked the longest? Ken Weber. He's been here for 45 years. If you haven't been in to visit him or the team lately, come say hi and enter to win our monthly giveaway of $500 in Chamber Bucks so we can keep our shopping local. Stop in to Sheridan Honda and Power Sports today. Remember when your mom used to say, eat your cranberries or you'll get a bladder infection? Well, if you ignored her and now you're in trouble... Well, you need the health-giving stuff you can only get at the Health Nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins, and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a healthy grocery store and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy. Get healthy. And that all starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Are you looking for your own piece of rural property? Well, let's talk about 1947 Sussex Road near KC. This private 40 acres is zoned agricultural, has 28 irrigated acres with ditch water, plus sprinklers up a well. Powder River runs right through the property and has great fishing, plus whitetail, mule deer, and occasional elk. If you're interested in 1947 Sussex Road, call Dolly Bellis at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. Hello, Sheridan County. My name is McKenna Mowry, and our We the People team recently won its 11th state championship in school history. We will represent Wyoming at the national finals in Washington, D.C. in April. Now, we need your financial help. To sponsor our team, send your gift of support to Sheridan High School CEO, We the People team. Please make your check out to the SHS Booster Club. On the check memo line, please indicate your donation to We the People. Thank you, and go Bronx. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to hot buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save.